Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm on cool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're on cool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Life big. All right, GoBros, welcome to the GoBro room. I have got Mr. Ron Neal on the line. What's up, Ron? Hey there, Pat. How you doing? Things are great here in Victoria. Hey, uh, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself, Ron, so they get to know you better? A little rundown. Okay. Well, Ron Neal, um, I'm on the west coast of Canada on Vancouver Island. Not the city of Vancouver, but about an hour and a half ferry ride off the coast in the city of Victoria. I call it the San Diego of Canada. We're warmer, drier, nicer weather, uh, great lifestyle, quiet. The city is only about 350,000 people. I've been here born and raised, although I've traveled extensively. I'm definitely a bit of a travel junkie. I've been to something like 50 countries. I was in four countries this month. I love to be active and busy. Um, whether that's skiing down a mountain, I don't like the part that puts me in the hospital like last January. <laughs> um, I love playing hockey, I play poker. My business is primarily the real estate business. I've got a Remax brokerage and a sales team, top of our market for about 20 years. And I've got about, well, I've got some real estate investments uh, that give me my passive income as well. That's awesome, buddy. Two sons. Better throw that in there. What's it? Two sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them was with us in Whistler last January, actually, Cameron. Oh, is that right? What do you think? Oh, he enjoyed it. He came up and, and showed up to help out and volunteer and really enjoyed interacting with all the guys. It was awesome. Oh, so he go crewed? Yes, exactly what he did, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great experience for anybody. They probably worked him to death, but hopefully he learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got so, to put some turns in on the mountain, so it was all good. That's awesome. Um, uh, so are you an agent or a broker or both? Both. Okay. Yeah, all, this past year, one of my goals this year was to step out of the direct face-to-face uh, -face client work and selling myself and to recreate myself more focused on uh, training, mentoring, working on the business, and I was successful with that in terms of um, decreasing it substantially. So I'm involved with far fewer customers directly myself now. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So let's get to some nitty gritty, Ron. What percentage are you? I'm trying to get some context on the question because I haven't heard that question before, but uh, um, I'm an all in kind of guy. So I'm when I take something on, I give it everything. I guess I'm a, 100%er. 
Yeah. So like, let's talk about this as this is in terms of horizontal income. So um, like, um, okay. So talk to me about your rental properties. How many do you own uh, and what is the income that they come comes from? Great. Them? Now I'm getting the context of the question. Yeah, yeah. So, I've got about 20 grand a month coming in for my rentals and about half of that is net. So about 10 grand net monthly passive from the rentals. 10 grand net. Okay, cool. And so then what do you spend uh, as a family uh, or or whatever for your monthly bills, including everything travel. So long as it's not work related, that sort of thing. Well, my company, pays for a lot of my travel because a lot of my travel I, I manage. Yeah, no, I mean like the total the total expenses, like family expenses that you pay for food and utilities and, and, and vacations and stuff. Yeah, probably less than 10 grand. So then you're at least a hundred percenter, maybe 110, you think? Um, well, if I factor in uh, my, my real estate brokerage isn't fully passive income because I'm still involved with it for about four hours a week. Um, but that's also spinning me out about 10 or 15 to 20 grand a month. Okay. All right. Well, um, so that's, that's what you're making off of other agents underneath you at Remax, right? Not, not what you're selling yourself, Correct. right? Okay. Yeah. So, and, and are you the office manager or do you have somebody else managing? I mean, can you step I away? A, I have a manager. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. So you technically could, could maybe declare that as passive, right? I mean, like how, how, often, how many hours a week are you involved? Like I said, it's about four hours a week. All I do is I run a training meeting for about three Tuesday mornings a month. Um, I do some one-on-one -on -one consulting, mentoring, you know, helping them with preparing and reviewing business plans and stuff. Um, but uh, all the day-to-day -day stuff is looked after by my manager. Okay. And, um, all right, cool. Well, you know, you're almost there, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm about 10 agents away from being able or being in a position where I want to hire someone to fully replace me in that as my sales manager. All right. And, okay, so what, um, what about your vertical income? Uh, what do you got there? Um, my net income from my actual work in real estate sales with my team took a hit this year from um, me stepping out of the sales. I mean, because when I'm giving, you know, for approximate purpose, about 50% off the top to salespeople to do the job, um, my operating expenses and marketing expenses, everything pretty much taken the other 50%. I haven't figured out how to get a better net out of that. So winding the clock back, I had about 600,000 vertical in uh, 2016 and this year that's probably dropped to about 250. Wow so it's drastically dropped and, and is that because you stopped uh, working buyers and sellers and are just uh, relying on the team? That's pretty much the direct correlation there yeah. yeah my well that's, that, that's what happens right I mean that's you know that's the uh, you step out and you got to pay yourself you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Well, um, at least you got some left. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about your give back ratio. Um, just to put this in perspective, like if you're making, let's say, you know, half a million bucks a year in net and you are giving 5,000 a year to charity, 
your give back ratio is 1%. If you're giving 50,000 a year to charity, your give back ratio is 10%. What is Ron Neal's give back ratio? Um, varies between 10 and 20. So that's good. So you're, you're sometimes you give a hundred grand to charities in any given year. That's some awful years, generous. Some years the net's lower, so there's less. <laughs> when, yeah. when things were really what charities, do you give to? Uh, my first go-to is the uh, BC Children's Hospital Foundation. That's my number one. Um, but then there's loads of others and local stuff. And we have an internal fund in the office here, which I require everyone that works at the office to give a portion of every deal into that so we've got that to uh, fund stuff in the community as well we're just building a play park in a local playground and show things on the go oh that's cool tell me about that so you're taking a playground like in a dilapidated area and redoing it yeah we're basically finding all of the equipment and the creation of a play park in a in kind of a bit of a dead spot where there's a school right next door and a bunch of stuff going on I love it. I love it, dude. Good job. Okay. So let's talk about your life happiness index. Uh, what is your average uh, on your life happiness index today? Um, I think when I just looked at that on Sunday and I, I had gone from an average of 5.6 to a 5.8. So there's certainly room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. So what what do you think? I might be being hard on myself there, but uh, that's no. It's okay. It's okay. You know, um, I think I worry about more people when they when they give themselves a nine point five or something. So, what? Um, okay. So, what do you think's bringing that down, or what is bringing that down? I just see room for improvement in everything. I mean, I think I'm doing pretty good overall. Um, probably the biggest the biggest uh, challenge on it is the uh, the relationship status. So, single. Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess just as simple as that. I'm single. So. So you you're yearning for like a a partner, right? Having that that connection is missing. Yeah, I'd like to have someone to share things with and start to grow old with. I'm getting up on the other end of the scale here. Ready to. How long How long have you been single? Uh, a few years now. I, okay. I've had a couple, I, I divorced in 2000 and I had another relationship for about seven years after that, but I've been kind of floundering around and out of that for probably about five years now. Okay. So you've been kind of playing the market, let's say for five years and- I'm not saying I haven't had any fun. Yeah, but, right. Uh, I'd kind of like to have a companion to- have a really true connected intimate relationship with oh yeah absolutely okay cool all right well we'll put that as one of your goals uh next year how about this if a question that i ask everybody that comes on the show listen what are you willing to do to bring that say five in relationships or two whatever you put it um up to say like a seven what am i willing to do whatever it takes i'm open-minded well if you don't have a committed a relationship by say how long do you think it will take you to get into a committed relationship well i'm a picky son of a bitch so gotta find the right person yeah. <laughs> you think you could do it in a year um, well i had it on my uh goal chart and my vision board for this year and hasn't come there yet but i certainly would expect and hope to be there by this time next year 
Okay. Well, are you willing, if it's not there by the end of 2008, are you willing to eat a can of dog food? <laughs> Here goes the dog food thing again. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome, and I enjoyed laughing. At, Say you know, yes or yes. <laughs> am I willing to eat a can of dog food? Holy crap! I'm giving you a whole, I'm giving you like thirteen months. <laughs> Maybe I don't want it that bad. <laughs> you must not. You know, you want it to stay at two, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you don't want it. Then don't set the goal, right? Like if you don't like rocks. Thomas said the other day, he's like, no. Nah, you know, I, I don't have a, one relationship. I have like five, you know, and, 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 and you, you know, I think that if you don't, it's okay if you put it out there that that's, that's what you want. Either you want it or not, I guess. But we'll move on from that. Let's talk a little bit about health. How much are you weighing now? Right now, I'm about 185. What do you want to weigh? I'm right around where I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what's, your, what's your diet like? I've been, I'm on a pretty amazing excellent diet i'm pretty pretty controlled and regimented diligent about what i eat and what i put in my body i'm on what's called an aip autoimmune protocol i don't know what that is explain it's kind of like paleo of you know the, the meat and fish and, and veggies and fruit you know things that are organic and you know close to natural source and not processed or not but i've also right now i've eliminated um, well, I've all, I'm pretty much always for years have been gluten free and dairy free, sugar free. Now I'm right now for a short term sort of experiment. I'm nut and seed free, no eggs, no grains of any kind. Um, so I've been doing that for about two months now. Okay, interesting, fascinating. Okay, what about exercise? Um, pretty regular with that um, I'm involved active with you know a variety of sports and right now in this season it's hockey I'm on the ice two three times a week I also have uh, yoga and some rehab training I'm doing with a trainer and physio um, which I'm working on well pretty much every day I'm doing something with the trainers two to three days a week so I'm pretty active and working on that stuff awesome awesome my leg yeah. back, so I'll be skiing and steamboat Good, because I remember last year, you, I remember I saw you at dinner, you were all zapped out on Oxycontin or something because uh, you, you got yeah. whacked. Tell me about that. That wasn't a good thing. I slammed <laughs> yeah, into an ice block, <laughs> just about tore my friggin' leg off from the knee <laughs> down. But uh, So the surgery put me back together again, but it was two months before I could even stand or put any weight on it. Yeah, two months of no driving and uh, been a long road come back. But I was back on the golf course in May. Back on my bicycle in July, back on my skates in September, and even back on the skis in December. Awesome, dude! I love the progress. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. Some people would have let them not take them out for the for the life, you know. With that, I remember. Um, all right, cool. So um, let's talk about uh, Ron Neal's greatest hits. Uh, any any music stars, a greatest hits album. If you had to look back on your life, how old are you, Ron? Fifty-seven. All right, if you had to look back on your last 57 years uh, and pick out five moments that were the most poignant moments of your life, what would they be? The most poignant. Okay, now I have to Google poignant. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the ones you remember, you know, like, like you're dying and all of a sudden these flash through the, through the sky, through your dreams, these five moments, right? What are the most important moments that, that you're most proud of? 
Well, definitely my sons factor into that. I mean, having my two sons and their arrival on the planet and all the time that I've got to spend with them over the last 20 and 23 years of their lives, pretty amazing. I've uh, had some uh, you know, moments of achievement. I was uh, recognized as the top salesman for Ford Motor Company in Canada. They gave me a new car. Doing really well in the real estate business. Um, I set a goal when I started to um, be top of the market in five years when I started in 1991. And in 1996, I went across the stage and got awarded and recognized as the top salesman in our market. And I've stayed up there or near the top for 20-something years now. I've created a pretty good lifestyle for me. I, I don't work anymore because I have to work. I'm kind of enjoying what I'm doing and playing a lot and uh, just looking now for a partner to share that with. All right. So let's talk about your uh, future, right? Pick five future moments that you want to create. Saw your questions before the interview and I gave that some thought and I've got a lengthy bucket list, which is mostly about traveling and exploring and discovering new places. Uh, I just really enjoy getting into new places and new cultures and different languages and foods and everything. And, and as much as I've traveled in like 50 countries, as I said, there's still so much of the world that I haven't seen. So my list, you know, goes directly to seeing more of the world. I still haven't been to Australia. I still haven't even been in South America at all. Um, I want to see more of Asia. That's kind of the first thing that comes to mind is just seeing more of the world. I want to, I want, one of the things I want to do, and maybe I'll get together with some GoBros that share the, share the idea or the interest, is I want to charter a catamaran and go through the Caribbean. Like, you know, go with like three couples and spend a week or two just cruise around through the islands on a catamaran. It's something that I had an idea might be a fun thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, and, and you know, you, those bucket list items, those are easy, right? I mean, that's a no-brainer. Like, what, what's the most money you've ever lost on a deal? Hmm. Well, it hasn't fully lost yet because I don't think it's completely uh, washed into the sea yet. But I put a quarter million into um, a developing a resort in Belize. And I don't know if I'm ever going to see a dime of that back. How long ago? About seven years ago now. And, and so tell me, tell me about this so we can learn from this. Like what, mm-hmm. what was it like seven years from now? How did you perceive it then? And how do you perceive it now? Well, I went into it without doing due diligence, without follow my intuition and without listening to my gut and uh, cowboyed it in with reservations and quickly things got worse than I imagined and uh, I was 15% shareholder with absolutely no say on everything I was doing and the primary controller of it had full control and was a bit of an and, idiot. And you and knew these people? That's the sad thing is I didn't really do the due diligence and know them that well. I, was introduced by another friend, and I put too much uh, reliance on that referral. So, and so you said, "Hey, two fifty, and then uh, what? What exists now there?" Um, the resort's built. It's called Sarkiki Reef. SarkikiReef.com. Um, but uh, it's, I think, still operating at a negative uh, deficit and. The biggest problem we ran into 
was the exit plan was very flawed with the guy that had control over everything and his expectations were crazy. So when we could have sold it and made a profit, it sat there and then the market crashed on us in 08. So, so was it built in 08? It, has it been 10 years already? Holy crap. Because, yeah, 17 now. Been, you said seven it's years. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm yeah. losing track. Yeah. yeah. So, so you haven't gotten any dividends off of it? No. And if you sold it today, would it sell for what you have in it, do you think? Or I don't have that? an ability to sell. There isn't really a market for me to sell my share to. What if he wanted to sell? Um, well, he's offered it out there, but for a price that's uh, unrealistic, so... What under two fifty or like like if well, you the, were whole to- pro- the whole project is worth today about three and a half million, but it's encumbered with a lot of debt. So you have more than three and a half worth of debt, is what you're saying? I uh, I think I mean I have I own fifteen percent of it, and you know if there was a buyer for my share, um, I'd probably see fifty to eighty grand of my original investment. Uh, out of 250. So you've essentially lost your equity, basically, yeah. which, which happens. Okay. So the reason I asked this question, because it's a great question loading, leading up to your inability to see, you know, South America and, and some of these other places that you want to see. Um, so you've spent essentially, even if you got 50 back, you spent 200 on a deal, right? That you got nothing out of, little education. What's the most you've ever spent on a vacation? The most I've spent on a vacation. Um, I took my dad on a five-star decadent first-class flights uh, trip to um, Bali last year, uh, which was about a $20,000 trip. All right. So the most you spent on a vacation is 20000 Most you've lost on a deal is 200000 That's a 10 times. You're willing to lose 10 times more. Uh, on a real estate deal than you are on a vacation. And putting it in a perspective like that, you know, might make you think a little bit more about, you know, taking extravagant vacations, just pulling the plug and, and, and you know, going to all these places next year. <laughs> He's speechless, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now that, uh, Rock Thomas actually came up with that. He, he said that to David Osborne because we, we were talking on one of our international trips and he asked him that and, he, and David had the same... Uh, you know, reflection as you are, and, and I did just listening in, and Rock did. And since then, we've all spent fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on singular vacations and, and invited family members, and, and just you know, spent um, you know, created bucket list items and mm-hmm. check marks next to goals and bucket lists uh, just because we're looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah, no, I get it, makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, Ron, uh, this has been great, buddy. Uh, you, know, you know, I appreciate you coming on and answering all these questions. I'm going to put all of Ron's information in the show notes, guys. But Ron, you're headed to, are you going to be skiing in uh, uh, Steamboats, Colorado this year? You bet. All right, good, good. Yeah, good. Well, for that. Look forward to hitting the slopes with you then. Well, listen, buddy, best of luck to you, and uh, I'll be seeing you in uh, Steamboat. That's great. Thanks for the chat, and I look forward to seeing you there. Grab life big.